0: to the first episode of Colasso with Carlos and Paul. Hello, everybody. My name is Coach Carlos. And I'm Coach Paul. We want to welcome you guys. We want to thank you guys for joining us uh, today. Um, Coach Paul, do you think you can elaborate a little bit more on... um... Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, Coach Carlos and I were talking earlier this summer about... um, You know, our frustrations with the fact that, you know, we both coached soccer for a long time in terms of youth soccer in D.C., and it's kind of literally just came out of nowhere in terms of, hey, why don't we do a podcast? And then when we look more closely at other podcasts out there, um, we realize quickly that there's, uh, we think, a niche uh, for what we're looking to accomplish, um, which is, among other things, to um, focus on inner-city youth soccer opportunities, among other things. Um, we feel like that's an area that really hasn't been touched upon by a lot of soccer podcasts, uh, in particular youth soccer podcasts, where there's a lot of talk about strategies, X's and O's, which is something we will talk about uh, at some point, but um, it really would kind of defeat the purpose if we launched another podcast where that was the only focus um, week in and week out. Uh, So am I missing anything, Coach?
0: Yeah, I think... If I can add one or two things, <clears throat> just want to say that uh, Coach Paul is right in regards to uh, I think the bulk of our our focus will be on the youth level. Um, it would be the grassroots level, you know, the, the U12s, the U13s, stuff like that. Um, really hone in on the inner city side, which is you know, how can uh, how can we as a podcast and as um, as people who want to influence um, the growth of a sport, how can we provide uh, better opportunities for uh, black and brown children to play the sport for free or to get the sport introduced to them? Um, and I think two, it would be. What are what are the options now? Like what like what organizations, what nonprofits, what soccer clubs are helping uh, this ideal in providing more opportunities for for African American and Latinx children uh, to play the sport. Um, and we'll also tackle the X's and O's, uh, which is the you know the technical stuff, the how to prepare for a game, uh, you know what to look for when you're looking for children who have a good capacity or who have good talent mm-hmm. um, and then we'll also also talk about uh, the parental side uh, which I, I, I think doesn't get a lot of spotlight as mm-hmm. well so and I know Coach Paul he is a, um, he's also a parent not just a coach but he's also a parent of a, of a soccer player um, so yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what kind of tips or useful information that parents can use in regards to their athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but let's get started. Um, Coach Paul, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about yourself and how you got into the sport and what brought you to to this day. Sure. So yeah, I grew up in
1: St. Louis, um, which is, when I was growing up at least, was known as the hotbed of soccer in, in the country, which I didn't realize until probably the last several years after I left St. Louis, Um, so the culture there is still pretty much the same, where soccer is, everybody eats and and breathes it, Um, and um, so I played from like third grade through high school, Um, and then when I got to college, I went to AU, and pretty much, I think it's one of those experiences where I, I, I don't regret it in terms of not trying out for the team, but I they were so good at the time where I was just like, okay, I got enough things I got to worry about in terms of working at the library, because uh, I was on financial aid and part of that was I had to work at the mm-hmm. library during the week, and I just didn't see myself making it on a team, so I never mm-hmm. even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, played off and on, indoor leagues some outdoor pickup leagues uh, through the 90s out in D.C., and uh, more recently, transitioned to being a coach for my son's soccer team. I've uh-huh. been doing that for about three or four years in a recreational league called Sports on the hill.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and so that's been great. Uh, initially, I did it because I wanted to get my get involved with something with my son. Uh-huh. and that's kind of been transformative in terms of being you know, a role model to kids. Uh-huh. Uh, so just recognizing the fact that. As a coach, you can make a difference in kids' lives beyond just teaching them how to trap a soccer ball. Yeah, definitely. So, how about you, Coach?
0: Well, thank you, Coach, uh, for for that Mm -hmm. wonderful information. Um, Hopefully, our our listeners got to know you a little bit better. Um, As far as for me, I'm a local kid. Local kid, uh, born and raised in D.C. Um, From birth until three, I was uh, living in DuPont Circle. Um, And then my family moved to Southwest. Uh, which is where i currently reside i uh, started uh, kicking the ball around when i was a year old my dad uh, would take me to a local park and just encourage me to kick the ball on my left foot um, and that's why how i'm naturally left-footed but i do right with my right hand which is i guess the funny part um and then i uh, played my first organized game uh, at three and a half years old um, and then, as I got older, I started playing for a rec a rec center. Um, started playing for uh, D.C. Stoddard, which is uh, still going on to this day. there's a visit, rec- recreation league, well-known here in, in the district. Uh, then, uh, was able to play uh, travel soccer uh, for the NCSL. Mm-hmm. Um, did that for a couple years. Um, then transitioned into playing for a... Crystal City, so a club in, in Arlington, uh, Virginia. Uh, that was that was uh, fun, and then uh, eventually transitioned to my high school team. Uh, alumni from Woodrow Wilson, class of 2011. Um, so played JV and then played uh, varsity um, for three years there. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, and and then you know transitioned into college, but. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, I kind of lacked the confidence in in thinking that I could make it uh, into the collegiate level. So uh, after that, transitioned to uh, coaching in twenty fourteen uh, mm-hmm. through my mentor. Uh, his name is uh, Paris. Owens. he? Actually, we linked up at the um, at the soccer field where we right. um, first met mm-hmm. uh, at the Amazon Bowen. Uh, Turf field, um, and he gave me a chance uh, to work for DC United Foundation uh, at the time, back in twenty fourteen, and then we merged with DC Scores. So now I work, uh, I, I do soccer coaching uh, with DC Scores. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, DC Scores is a nonprofit uh, organization here in the district that that's involved in DCPS public schools elementary, middle school, they do soccer, and then they do a uh, writing portion, so that it can be community service or poetry, um, and then we'll talk about that mm-hmm. like, as, as episodes come along. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm currently doing. I coach at Amadon Bowen Elementary School, which is my alma mater. I, mm-hmm. I, I went here as a kid. Uh, so.
1: and, that's, and, and just kind of circling back to the first time we met, one of the things that impressed me about you early on was... Literally, the first day we met, um, you were with a couple of kids uh, yeah. uh, from the neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, you know, I remember a conversation like this yesterday, because you were like, okay, hey, I got this one kid, and I'm thinking about kind of giving him greater opportunities. Yeah. And you, I told you where I was coaching, and yeah. he said you said you wanted, he had always wanted to play in this league, and so we were able to work things so that financial aid was not going to be an issue. And, yeah. So that's what's really impressed me about, about you, I know you're always thinking about that in the context of giving kids in the city
0: an opportunity to kind of
1: go take things to the next level.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, the, the, their names are uh, Muhammad and Omar, by the way, they're brothers uh, who, to this day, we uh, are part of their lives, um, as, as you, you coach Omar, right. and I, you know, mentor both of them, but more, more so, going back to <laughs> what you just said, yeah, I feel like, um, <clears throat> I feel like kids should play for free. Uh-huh. Especially if they have that talent, you know, you can definitely, uh, you can definitely tell if they have a, a high ceiling, you know, great potential. Mm-hmm. And so at at the moment, I thought that you know, he, he had potential. Mm-hmm. He still has the potential. And so I just wanted him to play for free. You know, I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to play for free for a couple of teams. So I wanted him to experience that outside of what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, happy to for for this for that to happen that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it started something really cool between us and, mm-hmm. and for everybody we've touched. Mm-hmm. You know, like now we have players in common, you right. know, not just one, but we have multiple players in yeah. common. Um, and then I just want to go back to the last thing, which what I mentioned with Amit on Bowen is that so, right now, I, I, I coach two teams one girl scene, one boy team. So third through fifth grade, so about eight to eleven year olds. But and I've been doing that for. I've been at the school for six years now. So April was when uh, April of this year is when I turned six, and it's been fun, man. It's been fun. Uh, A lot of hard work, Mm -hmm. Um, and the culture. I believe the culture has changed tremendously. Um, From we had just twenty kids sign. And now we have you know thirty five plus another ten on the waiting list, so within a span of those six years, I believe that um, the culture has definitely changed, and it does help a little bit that, that we have the Audi Field a mm-hmm. uh, couple blocks away from us.
1: Um, and you talk about now? Obviously, the elephant in the room for every coach these days is the yeah. COVID pandemic oh, yeah. and uh, all the frustrations that, that come with that. Um, and I know you in particular. We talked about how you were particularly frustrated because you had these kids who were ready to take it up a notch, and the
0: pandemic hits. So, you want to talk to us talk to us about that? Some? Yeah, you know, uh, we have we've obviously had uh, chats in private, but um, <clears throat> it's funny that you bring this up because I had a conversation with my co-coach, uh, his name is Coach Lee. Um, so we had. I want to say since January of this year, we we've, we've been having talks with with, with the with the, um, with our soccer players, and you know they were really excited. They kept asking us every other day, you know, when is the season starting? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when is our first day of practice? Right. And it was really uh, it was really cool to see that. You know, they were eager, um, they were ready, and so as we got closer and closer, we you know held. Just chats here and there, and then on our first day, um, held a meeting uh, with the players and, 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 and uh, just talked about what we were looking for uh, this season. Uh, in the spring season in BC sports, for elementary school, league, um, we look forward to playing for a championship. Mm-hmm. So which includes, uh, <coughs> excuse which includes uh, playing for a spot in a playoffs mm-hmm. I know they get the championship, so. Uh, our goal was to make it to the playoffs and then hopefully win the championship. Right. Uh, and so that first week, um, both teams really had great energy. Uh, the attitude was, was positive, uh, working, especially my girls team, I think. It's one of those feelings where you don't get often, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those feelings where you feel you you can tell something's brewing something special is, is about to happen and so i had a feeling with both teams but a really strong feeling with my girls um, and i felt like had we kept playing had there been no pandemic uh, i think to right now to this day we, we, we could have been champions mm-hmm. and that's how strongly i felt about, about about the girls um but yeah like i, like I said it, it, it broke my heart and I think it broke everybody's spirit when our season got canceled, especially when we found out that PCPS was going to shut down schools uh, mm-hmm. by May 29th. And so that effectively you know, canceled our season. And uh, you know, to this day, I still think about the what if, if I replay these scenes in my head. And so, yeah, yeah. really frustrating. Um, and
1: you're probably you, you also... Worry about um, with some players maybe kind of uh, losing interest in the sport it, as this continues
0: on. Yeah, well, as this been, of course you, you <coughs> know, you're gonna have you're gonna have people who check out. Hmm. You're gonna have um, children who check out or, like, or, or or focus on something else, Yeah. Right. whether it be video games or other sports. Or, hmm. But um, I don't lose hope because I I try to have communication with. All the players, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that is that is one issue that may happen, um, not just for me, but I think every coach who who is experiencing what, mm-hmm. what we've experienced. Um, but I want to ask you the same thing. Well, how about you? What, what, how did uh, Corona impact you in your season?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the one thing also is just to kind of reiterate that. We both coach youth soccer, but the structure is, is different in the yes. sense that you know you work through BC scores through the public school system, and yeah. I work through a rec league on Capitol Hill. Um, but beyond that, basically, it's it's it was the same you know, thing where we were about to start, hadn't had any practices, and mm-hmm. then they canceled uh, our upcoming season because it were COVID and I Totally understood that, and then more recently, um, it looked like we were going to get ready for fall, and I reached out to all my parents and uh, a couple and committed right away.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of them I didn't hear from, uh, which is, it's. You know, I think that's, that's normal yeah, the standard normal standard. Pre- well, yeah, and it's just, you know, they all have busy lives, so right. I yeah. didn't read anything into it. Um, yeah. And then there were some, not surprisingly, who wanted to know, I mean, I anticipated, the question of well, what about safety precautions? Right, and uh, you know, at least one parent asked about that, um, and ultimately that became a moot point because the, the league got canceled mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, for both of us and coaches you know, nationwide and across the world now is, you always want to put the health of the kids first. first. Yeah. and uh, you know, I've had moments where I'm thinking like, well, how could we get them out there? and then be 100% safe, and obviously there's no magic wand that she's going to wave and make that happen. Right, I think, right. uh, you know, I feel terrible that you know, kids got sick because they were out in the field playing soccer. So, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm sure you've had days like me where Michael Faze like, okay, is going to ever end. Right, for or, any any number of reasons, yeah. but getting, getting back on the pitch is one of them. So, yeah, uh, so yeah that, that's been frustrating. And, and uh, I do want to
0: add, sorry to that yeah. one, but mm-hmm. I do want to add as well that seeing seeing as uh, from the outside looking in but being part of the of the process if, if you can say that where you had the season not been cancelled had the spring season right, had not been cancelled you were going to feel a team that had I want to say four to five players that live immediately around us.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Right, and I think that I was excited. Really? Right? yeah. Because we we know these boys, mm-hmm. and we've worked with them at some capacity. And so to see them, like I guess, move up a step, right, mm-hmm. and to be able to play in that league was, to me, it was exciting mm-hmm. to, to to watch. Uh, I'm guessing that it was also exciting for you, and it was part going to give you a new dynamic as yeah. far as your team. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna, we were definitely gonna
1: <clears throat> lose some players for the usual reasons, going to a different school, okay, and, yeah, uh, moving. But like you said, um, I was definitely excited about this team because I have these new kids coming in, yeah. And uh, you know, again, my 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 head keeps going back to you know, I just don't want. These kids to kind of lose interest in this, and yeah. you know, we've both made an effort to, again, to get out there as time allows and as it's safe to, to kick the ball around with these kids. Yes, yeah. that's not the same thing as you know practices, right? And, 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 games. and games, yeah. So hopefully, um, I don't know. I mean, fall seems like it's it's off the table at this point. Yeah, So for I guess sure. we're looking at the spring. Hopefully, where we'll have some time back Ho- Hopefully, soon yeah, we can get them back out there. Um, yeah, but um, it's going to be challenging. I mean, the good thing about summer is, you know, you know kids that we you know in the neighborhood have been out there through the weather and, and the weather play, Right. You
0: know? So, um, did, you, did you have anything else you want to talk about in terms of... Uh, I think the, I just want to... I just want to say my last piece is that um, what, I've, what I've seen, like, on social media and, and reports is that it's affected not just the physical, right? So we can't, you really can't go out there and have 10, 20 children and hold the organized practice. But I think in the mental aspect too, mm-hmm. which is, going back to what you were saying earlier, is that when some days are like, when is this ever going to end? Are we ever going to play again? And then some days we're like, you know, this this will end. Like, we'll, we'll have practice. Mm-hmm soon very soon yeah. so i think it's just for those coaches who you know who are listening and who are feeling the same way as us i just want to say that you know we just have to be patient mm-hmm. you know we've been in this for about you know six months now since we started you know since january and uh, we just got to keep on pushing keep on believing that you know, we'll, we'll get over this sooner rather than later mm-hmm. and I guess I, I would encourage as well that just keep in touch with those players and their mm-hmm. families because I think they they would really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And I think also, you know, there's definitely certain coaches that are. I mean, I think you know for both of us, this is this is this is our passion. Though, really. Yeah, they're doing this podcast, and so I think that's um that makes it harder because we're emotionally invested in doing this. And so, yeah, for me. Um, you know, like I said, when I started doing it, it was because I wanted to get my son active in mm-hmm. a sport and thought, okay, I know soccer, so it then took on a life of its own where yeah. I was like, okay, I was really looking forward to it. It's been life-changing in a lot of ways in terms of, you know, I'm 52 years old, but you know, i was always had this, you know, it, it's in a way, it's it's nice being around these kids because, you know, you can kind of remember back when you were a kid their age.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I was always looking forward to... Being around them and and, and teaching
0: them, so yeah. uh, Hopefully,
1: you know, this time in spring we'll be back
0: at it. uh, Yeah, hopefully, and and, and just to piggyback, I feel the same way. You know, I think uh, um, it really hits you differently, especially when you're involved with the community, when you're involved with the children, when you have respect and and, and you care uh, for for the children and and For yourself too. I mean, you, know, you you have these hopes, you have these these dreams, and, and when stuff doesn't go our way, I think naturally we're, we're pretty bummed about it. But um, like I said, I think you know now's the time for us to pick ourselves back up and, and to um, look forward to, to the future. And I, I do believe that um, at some point, sooner rather than later. We Which brings us to um, kind of towards our end of our first episode. So uh, I just want to add, uh, I guess, foreseen second episode um, where we're going to talk about what we've done. um, From from the moment that we knew that we weren't going to be able to play uh, or coach a season, uh, what have we done? Uh, In regards to that later part of the spring, into the summer, Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of...
1: uh, Keeping kids
0: engaged. Right, keeping kids Mm -hmm. kids engaged and what what we've done, phone calls or Zoom calls, whatever you want to call it. Um, And then we'll also talk about examples as well. I know you have a great example that that you'll touch on in the next episode. So we'll definitely give you guys some examples on what other coaches or other... um, leagues mm-hmm. have done as far as like the professional right leagues, like yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: and that's a great point too also i think you know just real quick we want to we're going to naturally focus on dc and the dc right. area but we also i think we're gonna when we when we map this out we wanted to kind of look at other parts of the country um whether it's COVID related or anything else um, yeah. so we'll definitely do that and um the other thing that we wanted to just mention too is uh without getting into too many specifics now, that just we wanted to you know, emphasize the fact that we're always open for feedback, positive or negative, and negative, and hopefully this this is uh, appreciated in terms of our first go-around, but counting us getting better. Both of us are aiming high in terms of having this be a quality podcast. So, like I said, more details to follow later on.
0: Yep, in our social media pages where you can find us. Um, the first one is Facebook. If you search us up on Facebook as Colasso Carlos and Paul, you can find us on Facebook. And our Twitter page, uh, if you want to search on Twitter, at Colasso Podcast 20, you can find us there. Please give us a follow, give us a like, uh, give us some feedback. We're happy to hear from you guys. And we will see you soon.